Hello. Welcome back to the Bible Study Girl podcast. This is Sarita. You probably know me as Bible Study Girl. And the first voice you heard on this podcast was, I'm debating about saying these words. He is the executive producer of this podcast, but I'd be willing to take that title back. Anyway, uh, it's Bible Study Brother. What's up, bro? Hello, it is I. I'm Bible Study Brother, but I'm also known as Icarus Gray over at Gray Area Anime. And this is the most wonderful podcast of your day. My album, Gray Matter, is out now on all of your DSPs. And you can go listen to it wherever you listen to music. I'm about to sneeze. <laughs> about to sneeze. I'm going to save him. Woo. Oh, God bless. Lord, sorry, y'all. Excuse me. Um, Man. I want I, you to clip uh, that out and put it in, please. Huh? Clip that out and put it in. That was funny. Oh, my God. It's still in. It's going to be in because it was messed up my intro. I'm so mad. But, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man. I wish it knew how to set a boundary. <laughs> Gosh. So you finished you're finished with your spiel? I'm finished with my spiel. The album's out. BSG is on it. I just I give up. I quit. <laughs> well we I'm glad we're getting a chance to laugh and chuckle and kiki at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> I've been teasing this for weeks and we've been working on it behind the scenes. I've been harassing my brother. Um, If this is your first time listening to the podcast, you may not know that Bible Study Brother is my actual brother. We have the same mother grew up in the same household together. um, And for all intents and purposes, have the same father until, you know, the great divide. Uh, (laughs) Oh, Lord, help me. (laughs) So we are definitely siblings and we're doing this thing called life together um i keep saying um and i'm checking myself as i do it i need to come up with a different way to pause without having a verbal pause anyway you guys did not want to know that today's episode we're taking a break from our pod our blog recaps we've been on a run a streak of going back over old blogs over on biblestudygirl.com and dissecting them and breaking them down it's been a it's been a run it's been a run it's been a run and there's been a need for a shift and a change in the podcast direction which is why i always uh encourage people to Tell us they want to talk to us because we want to talk to you. We want to hear your stories. We want to talk about what it's like to live this Christian life. And in the absence of that, I have to figure out what the podcast needs to be and what we need to talk about. I recently just finished doing Purpose Driven Life. It is written by Rick Warren. I decided that for the first 40 days of my 40s, I would go through the purpose-driven life. And every day I recorded a video and put it up on the Bible Study Girl YouTube page, just talking about my journey through purpose-driven life. I completed purpose-driven life in my 20s, in my early 20s. I don't know where that book is. I need to find it so I can see what I thought then. But I do remember it being a book that was impactful for me, a book that was helpful for me, and a book that kind of gave me some direction. So I thought, you know, going into 40, opening up this new chapter, going into this new phase of my life, I want something to help give me direction and guidance, right? 
as a Christian, the Bible is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. How often do I really spend time studying the Bible in depth, in detail, or really meditating on it? Not as much as I should. And so that's why I decided that it's as great a time as any to dive deep and to get into what I need to be doing and not just be wandering aimlessly around in this life. Dynamic study, it challenged me and my brother as he's, cause this is not something that we discuss, right? For the YouTube channel. I just did. I do what I do. When it, when my it, life. when it does. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was like, Ooh, this is great. What book are you doing this with next? So I had a whole long spiel for him about how he didn't understand like the time commitment that was because I'm having to study for myself and then I'm really having to think and digest and decide what I want to share with the world, right? This is a very public platform and I am as transparent as I can be, but testimony don't mean tell all. You're not going to know all my business, but I do want to be helpful. And so I was very clear with him about the fact that that was a very taxing process on me. I am not uh, the camera... I don't wake up in the morning with the crave and the urge to be on camera. So it was peeling back a whole lot of layers for me. So honestly, I rejected my brother and what he had to say. Okay. But. Which is typical. Behavior. The study was. Continue. But yes, that is me. Though. Typical behavior. So that is me hands down. But the study was impactful for me. And I received a lot of feedback behind the scenes about how impactful it was for them and how helpful it was for them. So if I see that what I'm doing is helpful, mm. and then a series of events unfolded that, and we actually, Bible study brother and I, I believe we both received confirmation yesterday that this is exactly where we need to be and exactly what we need to be doing. Although it had already been decided like, I was like, I think the Lord wants us to do this. Like I'm I'm getting that push, that pull for us to do this. And so that is how you arrive at the subject of today's podcast. So the next book that I'm journeying through is called Boundaries. And this book was written by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. The book was recommended to us by our therapist. Our family started doing therapy ooh, as a collective um, and when I say family, I mean myself, my brother, and our mother. We started doing therapy. Almost 11 years ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. We were having family breakdowns, really poor relationships within our trio. And my mom suggested therapy. And just like in the story I just told you, my initial reaction is, I'm not doing that. That is typically how I tend to live. <laughs> Like that's for really, crazy people. Right. I have to I have to digest things and think about it. My first reaction is always gonna be like, mm -mm, like protection, like mm -mm, not doing it. And so after I meditated on a while, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. You want I'm gonna tell you why I agreed to go to therapy. 
Do you want me to tell you? I don't know if I've ever said this out loud. Why? This is why I agreed to go to therapy because I was like, you I, know what? I just, I know immediately. Uh, you ain't even got to say nothing. I know the petty in you. It's going to show them that I'm right. No, it wasn't about that. Uh, it was everybody in my family is crazy and they need help and they won't gonna get it. So we all go over it. <laughs> so that is the reason I said yes. That is the reason we as a trio went to therapy. And we've told this story before, but if you've never listened to a podcast that in one of our podcasts, then you don't know this about us, but our therapist, our family therapist, who has since transitioned to being my individual therapist, he was saying like, wow, this, he's never seen anything like it. <laughs> and in like, way like, oh, well, all right, guys, <laughs> like, we have lots of things that we need to unpack, lots of tools you guys need to really implement. And he recommended the book Boundaries to us by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. I'm going to share that the first time I read through the book, I read half of the book and I stopped. It wasn't hard to read and understand it was hard to read and see myself and recognize the areas that I really needed to change, right? Because it went from me pointing my finger at my family and everybody else and what's wrong with them to really showing me the areas that I needed to work on. And that was very eye-opening for me and not fun, not fun read-read. Mm. So I set it down and I didn't pick it up again for a long while. And when I picked it up again, I finished it. And I also, I was in a place where I was ready to do some real work. Now, I told you the therapist recommended my entire family read the book. It didn't happen. We did not all read the book. So this is Bible Study Brother and I's attempt to go through the Boundaries book together to get a chance to discuss boundaries, what are, number one, what are boundaries, what are healthy boundaries, and really do some self-examination for ourselves. Now, I've talked on and on and gone on a long spiel, and you've been very patient with me, brother. Is there anything you wanted to add, take uh, away? Well, um, hello, YouTube, by the way. Uh, Thank you for spending this time with us going through this book series. Hopefully that hopefully we're able to impart um, some good wisdom and just some helpful tips that um, may fit what you are needing at this time to establish some good boundaries and just kind of understand the um, what am I trying to say? The coding, because a lot of times we can be easily manipulated by. Uh, lack of discernment and just general uh, spiritual things that kind of go on that manipulate us into being a very taken advantage of Christian person and just a lot of different things. And I hope that we're able to kind of maneuver through these things and give you some guidelines, guys. Honestly, I wasn't thinking about them. I 
what about you personally? How do you feel? We were going to get to those you know, questions. I've, there are questions that are in the workbook. I mean, there are, there are questions I'm going to, there are definitely questions I'm going to ask you, but how did you feel initially when I said we need to read through boundaries together? I was good on it. I mean, if it, if this was the me, the 24-year-old me that didn't know, like, had gone to therapy before, wasn't, like, against therapy, but I was, I was really against, I think, certain parts of self-reflection. So, at the first time we tried to read it, it was more like, as soon as that mirror started showing bright, it was like, eh, I'm out. I'm good. Like, I don't, I don't need this. But now, um, because you are still one of those people that I get my example from, you do a lot of stuff in terms of the, 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 the more grown, mature version of yourself that I just pick up on. So then, therefore, certain things are not as difficult because it's like, mm, okay, oh, I see how this works. And coming off of uh, our, you know, biggest fight and everything and all those stuff that we talked about before, I've just had more of an appreciation for the growth I need to have in myself. So this was I was more like, yeah, we can do it. I, I wanted to finish it and kind of go through it anyway. OK, well, I'm glad it was on time and that you were willing and that your initial response in your head to me was not like. Because eh. really, I could do I what you did with what my first time reading it and the second time reading like because i feel like i only got through i feel like i only got through chapter one like and so initially when i read chapter one i was just you know in the middle of uh what was i in the middle of i was nowhere near marriage i don't know what i read when i read what i thought when i read first the chap first chapter we tried again because see, this is the third time we technically tried to go through this book. Um, because we definitely tried it again for like book club or something between uh us I and I don't know. I, I'm trying to think anyway. So I have three. Let me make this more clear so this is not a terrible YouTube video and I can have clear, uh, concise thoughts. There are three different mindsets that I've had with this book. First mindset was when we first started, I didn't really like the way it reflected on myself. The second part was I think uh, Kanae wanted to read it or something. And in my mind, I was like, mm-hmm, go ahead and read it. It's going to tell you what boundaries you need to have uh, and, and help us out and all this other stuff. Versus like now I'm like, I need to understand boundaries and be in a better control of my boundaries for our future relationship and not just our future relationship, but the future relationship with our kids. So, yeah. Right. And I think that was something that was so very important to me and that I get each time that I go through this book, this will be. So the first time I read the book, I read it, discussed it with my therapist. Right. The second time I read the book, he actually was having like a boundaries class at his church and they were using the book. Mm. And so I went for like 16 weeks to the boundaries class and it was even more eye-opening because there are other people in the room and you get to really discuss it 
in a real way, not like a, you know, a lot of times we can be in church and we gloss over things mm -hmm. and this was not that kind of group. And so it helped me to live it out and to walk it out versus just reading it, like focusing on a chapter every week and like breaking it down like that. Super helpful. And so this is my third time going through it. And I'm hoping my hope from this is that you and I build an even better relationship using some of the tools and the strategies that are in the book. And I'm also hoping that the people that are listening to us will feel compelled to try to read the book for their own personal growth. We're definitely not going to go through line line. We're kind of kind of hit the high points that are important to us and things that stand out to us. But there is so much information. I would do this book an injustice to try to like, because I didn't write the book. This is their book, their tools. I think, like I said, it's been helpful to me. And my hope and my prayer is that it helps our relationship as siblings and just continues to help us to grow personally. One thing I I do this with, I think it's like a, a trend for me. I do it with music. I do stuff on repeat and this mm -hmm. book has been on repeat in my life for the last 11 years. But each time that I go through it, it's very helpful. And I find that to be very parallel to my relationship with studying the Bible. You know, you can read a verse one day and then get something completely different out of it tomorrow, depending on the stage you're at in life. And so, yeah, I'm hoping that our journey through boundaries will help you guys and help us so that's my goal that's my hope that's my purpose that's the thing that keeps me pushing and keeps me focused and keeps me doing things that make me uncomfortable mm -hmm. uh, so the first thing not we'll do um is give a brief synopsis of chapter one and 100 i was gonna get there bro oh well i don't know we didn't have any kind of meeting and i'm like Mm -hmm. Can I say? Just can I say this? The fact that my executive producer did not have a meeting with me about how the outline of the first <laughs> episode goes further proves my point. <laughs> about the questionable status Rude, of executive producer. Um, so when we don't have meetings, I come up with my own plan, brother. You know, hey, anytime you want to step in and have it prepared so I can be like <laughs> just glad in the room. Well, see, okay, Let, let's do it this way. So, again, <laughs> you give the brief synopsis uh, real quick on chapter one. And then it's going to be very quick. We are still we'll, going to be on. Wait, let me just tell you what the full synopsis is, ma'am. Cold your jets. <laughs> Go ahead. So give your synopsis for the people and then after that I will uh do the study questions. I will ask them and then we'll both answer them. Okie dokie. So the brief synopsis of chapter one. Yes, that's what I'm I'm you know, I'm instead of saying um, I'm trying to just take intentional pauses and sit in that and be comfortable with a little 
second or two of silence. Although in auditory world, that's a no-no, which is why I say um a lot. But I'm working. It's a process. We're going through it together. Thanks for watching doing, me grow. Doing, doing very well. <laughs> Chapter one is all about what a life with no boundaries looks like. So we get to follow Sherry from the time that she wakes up until the time that she goes to bed at night. And Sherry's life mirrors, I think, what a lot of our lives look like. It's busy. She has a husband, two children. She has the mother who is a widow who's very sad. She has to go to work that day. She has costumes to make for her children. She has a meeting with her son's teacher. And she's just, oh, she's got church too. Because Sherry's a Christian woman. And you know, the church people are going to call it the last minute and be like, hey, can you do this? Because so-and-so can't do that. And Sherry wants to do it all and be everything for everybody. And it leaves her feeling frustrated, like she's not done enough, like she can't do enough, like everything is falling apart. And in Sherry, I see myself and I think a lot of other people and really honestly even just reading the first chapter has started to shift my focus because I just read Purpose Driven Life so I'm energized right I'm pumped I'm revived I need to be intentional and I need to be on purpose mm -hmm. and I have already started to build a life that is very much similar to what Sherry is going through this week alone has been a very sherry kind of week and it shouldn't be and it doesn't have to be and so i really am in the process of establishing what's healthy what's my responsibility and moving forward in that and so that's my synopsis of chapter one any add-ons uh the only thing i would add on is that sherry is um very basic in regards to how she handles these situations like yeah there's a lot of nuance and complexity to give the everyman feel but just know that like a lot of this is um, intended to give that general feel so you can all connect to certain uh, portions and, and parts uh, and I was really um, enthusiastic or, or interested in that because you're able to kind of see, okay, I do this. I don't really do that, but I do do this. And this does lead to this. And um, there was a lot of not just seeing myself in Sherry, but seeing myself also in other people. And I think it was just a very great chapter. Great way to put it. Cause right. I did identify with Sherry, but I see myself like you said, and a lot of different people. Because we play different roles at different times yeah. to different folks. Um, okay. Though, like, the first time through, I think I really, I did identify more with, with, with Sherry. Um, second time through, I probably identify, especially during the time frame, or not second time through, but second time, like, thinking about the book, I was really, I was Walt. Uh, with Sherry's husband for for a while, but I know what a lot of that was based off of. Whereas now, it's not so much I see all of the things. I'm kind of just seeing like, okay, I need to be more, like you said, intentional about where and when. And, and there are some things that I want to do. So 
with that, there were some workbook questions that I got sent over that I want to go through um, to see what our answers were. So that way we can, like I said, share this experience with you guys, but also show you our growth and the fact that like where we are now um, to see where we are at the end of this. Uh, the first question is going to be, where do you see yourself in Sherry's actions and thoughts? Uh, be specific as possible. I'll go first and then we'll let you go. Uh, so what I wrote was, I see myself and Sherry in most ways when dealing with the mental balance between being a good Christian and setting boundaries in my day-to-day interactions. Uh, and then I said, I can probably be overly selfish in setting my boundaries in ways that I have no balance. Um, because either you can be a Sherry or you can be a person that like, you just saying no and not doing anything, therefore isolating yourself from actual growth um, and putting you in a place where, yeah, things can be uncomfortable from time to time, but you kind of have to go along with the experience. And like, I realize now I'm not like, I have no problem saying no. I have more of an issue with trying to find the moments where I need to be saying yes. I find myself most like Sherry in her actions and her thoughts. Like I just shared here recently, I have been in a position of pouring out, pouring out. Can I pour out some more? Is there somebody else I can help? Is there somebody else that would benefit from what I have to offer? And I think for me, it's difficult because you've talked about this before, but it's very have a variety of talents I don't see them as talents I assume that everybody can do what I can do so it's not special and I'm not saying that to be like not to gas myself up but there are a lot of things I do that I just assume anybody can do it Mm -hmm. so here lately I have found myself trying to be everything like I said again to everybody in every way and if somebody says who can do this? Oh, I can do that. You know what I'm saying? So here I am. Use me. (laughs) I can do it. I can do it. And so I find myself to be very much like Sherry in that way, wanting to pour out and help as many people as I can. Okay. Uh, Second question is who in your life could be cast in the role of Sherry's mother, her husband, the encouraging teacher, her unreachable daughter, and the ministry leader with yet another request. Uh, for me, I was like, I would be the role of Sherry and her and her husband. Um, <laughs> and the others I, I didn't really have castings for. I mean, the encouraging teacher, um, I think, would, if I had to find somebody, like, would be my wife in the sense of just being encouraging to the fact that we're in that phase of our marriage where it's like, okay, where have we identified a problem? Okay. When we identify the problem, how can we be better at communicating it? How can we be better at trying to approach it and solve it? But also what is the actual problem? Because a lot of times emotions can cloud those things and, you know, you can get caught up in the weeds. So it was harder to kind of cast people this time around because there has been so much growth from, when this was necessary, like necessary, necessary for me. At okay. Least. I'm going to make an asterisk by this question. Every question I send you is not necessarily a question that 
I would feel comfortable sharing on the worldwide interwebs. Okay. So just know that people have been cast in different roles and you can read uh, Day uh, Sherry's Boundaryless Life for yourself and figure out for yourself personally who has been cast in different roles. But I do have different people that have been cast in different roles. I, like I said earlier, have cast myself in several of those different roles because I do operate like a lot of the people in her life at different points in time so Res respectfully protecting those people where have you cast yourself and you feel i mean like that should have you know like whatever you don't feel like sharing is cool but like for the unreachable right the unreachable daughter we've already talked about mm -hmm. it my first instinct is if somebody's trying to tell me to do something my first instinct is going to be nope mm -mm. Mm -hmm. i'm protecting me and let me marinate on it. Let me think on it. And that is why obedience has been my word for the year. Because mm -hmm. quite often, I think it's a sense of pride. I feel like I know what's best for me. Mm -hmm. And nobody else can come up to me and tell me what me needs to do. So yeah, like I said, sense. I've also been Lois. She has a friend named Lois that has complaints about everything in her life. and, and But it's not going to change anything. You just want to complain and vent. And I have been that person and am that person at certain, you know, mm. points of my life. And so I identify with pretty much everybody that she encounters that day. I've had instances where I am that person. So. Oh, and then thinking about it as we walk through it, like, I know I can be like, I know we can all be the sun. And I know I've been the sun. Um, in certain ways, because the thing about the sun that's so simple and, and like you wouldn't even catch it if you're not like if you're only focusing on age versus the actual action and the sun is fine every time he gets a certain level of gratis, uh, uh, satisfaction or or gratitude, not gratitude. Anyway, satisfaction, gratification. gratification. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Gratification when doing what he wants to do. But when you're being told no and you have like this whole fit. So I, I can identify with him, him as well. Uh, the next question is, how did you respond to the way Sherry used scripture as she made decisions that violated her at best shaky boundaries? Um, I felt it was something that we do that we all do as Christians. Um, and the thing about it is that we just take scriptures out of context without giving the full story to glean the truth from, uh, the, but here's the from. thing. How many of us are actually taking time to really understand scripture? But, no, that, but that's what, I'm, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I yeah. said, that's why I said, most, yeah. most of us don't, I know I'm being, I'm being very aggressive today. Most of us don't know Greek and Hebrew. And so that's something I completely relate to what yeah. you're saying. Like, so that, that I didn't know. Yeah. I, and you, sorry. We are. Oh, oh, Lord. This is the most uh, cutting off we have been um, in a very long time. But uh, go, you go ahead and then I'll finish my points on the, on the answer. What I was going to say is. That is why I think why I had such a heart resistance to what my therapist was telling me, because in my mind, scripture says this and this is what I'm supposed to do. So you're trying to get me to disobey God with your little helpful hints. So go ahead. Um, overall, I think the biggest struggle that I had with it before, like really starting to dive into the complete text versus uh the uh, the weaponized text and weaponized text to me is 
I'm going to use this scripture to tell you why you're wrong. I'm going to use this scripture to tell you why you got me messed up. I'm going to use this scripture to tell you why I'm right. I'm going to use this scripture to, you know, get what I need. Because if, hey, it's in scripture, that's a fact. You just supposed to be doing this. Um, You know, there are so many times where we will use um, basically all the Corinthians in different spurts, but it's like you also have to understand what the church in Corinth was 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 what was going on and how things are going on. Like a lot of people, I think, don't even contextually think about the fact that these were the first churches, and that in the first churches there were no denominations, there were so many different uh, nationalities and ethnicities and, and everything else. But you don't know that. If you're not actually researching, I think that's what it made me feel is Sherry is trapped by a misunderstanding without getting the full context. And how many of us are trapped by misunderstandings? Me, bro. Me. (laughs) (laughs) And so I don't. Yeah, I definitely don't want anybody to feel like I'm bashing Sherry or or them personally. Like we all. When you know better, you do better. And a lot of times we just don't know and we don't have the energy or the time to really dig deeper. Like, let's be real. When your day is looking like her day looks or like my days have looked, especially this past couple of weeks, where is the time? If I'm already exhausted because I'm already doing so many of the things, you know, when do I have time for that in-depth study? And quite often, just to be honest, like, you know, in church, a lot of sermons are, I'm just picking a scripture and I'm fitting it to whatever I want to talk about. You're not really getting a whole lot of in-context teaching. Now, it does happen. I'm not saying it's impossible. It does happen. Uh, but I definitely think that's missing. Yeah. I also think I'm that, off my um, I also think that people um what time do you have in the middle of a conversation with somebody? Like to actually try and see because at that point it's such an immediate response if somebody is using a scripture against you. You know, if somebody is telling you faith is blind without works and Faith without works is dead. Uh, faith without works is dead, excuse me. Um look at me. See, but even in that, like so me but- stumbling over that but that's a thing I've heard. And so that's not even in the context. But the, the the purpose of it is, if you think about it in regards to somebody saying that, then you get up and you just start working with no sense of purpose. And so, you know, that's one of the things that can happen. But what were you about to say? I was going to say this. I dated a guy once and he, when I say he passionately at that dinner table was talking to me about some scripture and I passionately knew he was all the way left and talking about the wrong people. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. like, I give grace always, but I'm like, I think that was so-and-so, you know, like, and when I say he was adamant, I mean like 10 toes down and angry. And if I didn't know the truth for myself, I would have taken his word and been spreading that to other people he later came to me and was like 
you were right. Why didn't you dig? Like, why weren't you like, I'm listen, baby, I don't have to argue the truth. I gave it to you plainly. What what is there to argue about? It's it's there. So you have to know it for yourself. But that comes with you have to be intentional about that. It's not something that just comes by happenstance. So okay. I don't know that we're going to get through all of the questions, but I do have one question that I for sure want us to answer. Uh, which number? Um, um, cause yeah, we'll do one more. Cause I think the rest of the questions, um, just to give you kind of an outline of what's going on. Cause it's not that we don't want to like go through this, but like, I also want to give you guys a good experience of like, please go read the book. And there are nine questions, but some of them kind of circle back around to different things. And are just asking you to think a little bit deeper. But what's the question that you want to know? So the question I want to know and talk about is number six. Okay. Um, Which is, why are you confused about boundaries? Uh, about when and how to draw them for yourself or even whether drawing boundaries is okay. So what I uh, concluded was I can get confused when it comes to boundaries because it can be a burden to discern the delicate balance between caring and being taken advantage of. I can also get caught up in being selfish to my own wishes and not moving because of them. So, you know, the balance of like serving but not letting somebody run your well dry the balance of knowing who god created you to be and not stepping into things that aren't your purpose because just because there's a need and then you're completely and utterly drained because you're not being fed by the spirit and you're just filling a role that isn't for you and it's not even like the good tension or the good uncomfortability that god is going to bring you through it's just i didn't ask you to do this you didn't even seek me to see if this is something you were going to do uh because the the person who asked you to do whatever is not always going to be as informed in terms of what they're doing they just need somebody to work and they're not seeking the spirit first happens everywhere happens all the time we got a whole podcast um rest in love to Tamika with Tamika about church hurt and things of that nature and what we think the causes are. And a lot of that resides in some of these boundaries and things of that nature. So those are the things that I can get confused about because it's really hard to not just come off like the jerk when you're saying no about something, because that's not what God asked you to do. And you also have to remember it's not your uh, job to convince people, which is what was perfect about your story is it wasn't your place to try and convince them or whatever. And he's like, well, why didn't you? Because it wasn't on me. Like God spoke to your heart and showed you that you was in the wrong. And that's what should happen. Right. I think my confusion about drawing boundaries really goes back to my childhood and the fact that I Sorry, don't necessarily I very believe ugly face because we got a text. Uh, anyway, moving on. Um, I think it for me personally goes back to growing up feeling like I didn't 
like boundaries were inappropriate, right? I right. feel like I, in a lot of different ways, it took me getting into my 20s to find a voice to say, okay, no. And I think that is why here lately, my automatic response to anybody is no. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think it is like a, a like a trauma response, like, because... I don't know that I really saw a lot of people setting healthy boundaries, especially growing up in the church. Like I said, like if you are needed for something, there is no space for you to say no, because you're saying no to God. It's like, I'm not saying no to you personally. I'm saying no to God. I'm saying he hasn't been good. You know, like he's been so good to me. How could I ever tell him no? And so I think that is why drawing boundaries has been like, like, a big no-no for me personally and why it took me being in therapy and really breaking down all those thoughts and those misconceptions I had. So, you know, it's funny because people will, people often use, will use Corinthians in terms of like, you know, the church body and how we have to work together. Right. Right. The funny thing about that is the total context is some of y'all get one talent. (laughs) Some of you get many. And it's like, hey, this might not be, this might not be my talent. Just because you want it to be, don't make it so. And like, that is true. you know, and I think we don't think about like it's in the scripture. Like as we're being, you know, filtered through and everything. If everybody was meant to do the same things, like when they, you know, all the kids that come to the church that they want to just be ushers because y'all the kids, it's you Sunday. We need you to do something. If I'm not meant to be an usher, if I'm meant to be in the choir, if I'm meant to run the sound, if I'm meant to be on hospitality, if I'm meant to do the programs, like what I think this book can teach a lot of us is the way you have to work in your purpose and your gift. And God only gives those things to you for a reason, because your you walking in your purpose elevates and sharpens others who are walking in their purpose, therefore allowing them to also be able to sharpen you. Because if you're a cook, but you're not hospitable, like, you know, the hospitable person is going to bring in the people to taste your food. So that that's kind of <laughs> right. is a better way for that to work. Therapy actually helped me to see, my therapist says this to me all the time, you have a lot of gifts. You have the capacity to do a lot of good in the world. However, every good thing that you do doesn't, is not necessarily a God thing. And you need to be a good steward of what he has given you instead of just throwing it out, you know, at every opportunity. And so, Therapy has been helpful for me in a variety of ways. It has not been an overnight journey. It has taken time because you have to train yourself, your mind. Mm -hmm. You have to really rework the way you function and your immediate response. No was not my immediate response previously. It really wasn't. Now it is more so my immediate response. And I still need, like I said, I still need to fine tune it and get to a healthy place. 
and not just be so resistant to everything. But therapy has helped me tremendously because I've been willing to do the work. And so, yeah, this is not a therapy session. This is just us sharing our lives and really a great place and a great way for us to document our journey as we go through this book. In future episodes, we're going to do our best to stick to my 30 minute time limit, you know, it warms my heart because I've always felt like, well, what could I have possibly to talk about for even 30 minutes? But the Lord has, has provided. Oh yeah. He has expanded that. And also this book is really, uh, steep and, and in depth with a lot of different things that are going on with it. So overall, um, you know, we'll have we'll have a much smoother process as we're learning this. We'll have better boundaries uh, for <laughs> how we want to go about doing this. But I think it's fun. I, I think that as we learn this and get better uh, for what we're trying to present on YouTube and everything else, that it's going to be a very freeing experience that God is um, definitely blessing and showing us the way to go. So fingers crossed for him to say freeing because I told y'all I quit halfway through the first time and who knows I hope we don't bump heads too bad on this camera okay brother um but yeah but so if you want to get in contact with us uh you can hit us up on the socials uh at twitter at underscore at bible city girl the number two on instagram at underscore bible city girl on our facebook page um and everything is down in the description for you to have easy access to. Um, so don't get caught up in if you can't remember any of this long spiel that I be doing. Um, and remember, y'all, it ain't the I. It's not I preach. It's not you preach. But we preach. And until we meet again, guys, keep preaching. But do not play that music because I want the people on YouTube to know that he talked about my profiles and about how one was bigger than the other. And then I tried to adjust them before we started recording. But one side of my hair is just poofier than the other. So quit hating. All right. Be blessed. Thank you.